Welcome to the Mind Money Motion program, where we focus on worrying less about money by keeping our mind and body healthy. I am your host, Marie Burns, a certified financial planner, speaker, author, and founder of the education business called Mind Money Motion. My discussions on this podcast will help you improve your mind by maintaining a positive outlook and active brain, or your money by learning to use your financial tools wisely, or your motion by incorporating healthy diet and exercise habits, all so you can enjoy less worry and more life. Welcome, my guest this morning, Dr. Karen Jacobson, to what I call a dually beneficial topic because she is an expert not only for business leaders and owners out there, but for all of us as individuals because we are talking about basically communication this morning under the mind aspect of my Mind Money Motion podcast, which I should also mention this podcast is syndicated by C-Suite Network, which is now the largest business podcast network out there. So we're thrilled to have our audience, whether you are business or non-business individuals joining us this morning. Karen has a fantastically interesting background that I'd like to share with you and then open the door to Karen to tell us a little bit more. One of the most intriguing aspects about Karen is that she has a former Israeli military commander background. And on the exact flip side of that coin, she's also been in the competitive ballroom dancing arena. Throughout her past, she has uh, along the way had a chiropractic practice And through all of her experiences, she has really become an expert in neuroscience and human potential to bring her to where she is today, the president of Aligned Leadership Academy, where she's working with organizations, specifically the leaders and their teams, to help in the areas of effective strategies for business communication, including, and we'll talk about this more, her recent book, Power Conversations along with uh, a key strategy that she's designed, which is high-performance triad. So welcome, Karen, and I'm sure our listeners are just as curious as I am on learning more about all of this background that you've had and how that's really brought you to where you are today. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you, for first of all, for hosting this and for having me. Um, I'm, I'm extremely excited to be able, especially at times like this, to share some of my experiences. I, I think that the fact that we go through things in life is not about going through things in life. It's about what can we do with those things in life, what we learn from them, and how we can serve others with that knowledge. You are so right about that. And I think this whole COVID-19, which everybody's so tired of that term, is, is a forced reset to help us think about exactly what you just said. Yes, and and the truth is, um, one of one of the things that that I can say is my life, my experiences. Whether you want to call it COVID nineteen, uh, personal crises, change, uh, uh, challenges, whatever it is that happened, has prepared me to be able to create a, a certain strategy that I started using first for myself, and and that's really what I share with others these days. Because whether it's COVID-19 or whether it's someone going through loss of a job or a breakup or whatever, 
there are challenges that we face in life and regardless if in one person's eyes it may not be a big deal for the other person it can be and when when somebody pulls the rug or punches you in the gut then you have to learn how to cope with that and and having the right strategies to cope with that and to overcome that and keep on moving forward is essential so tell us a little bit about this um military commander background uh, from the Israeli perspective of things. I'm curious how you got there and what, what really were the learning opportunities there for you? I, I, I uh, moved to Israel when I was six years old with my family. My, my mom's actually originally from Jerusalem. And I was a child, I was a kid during the um, uh, 73 war. And one of the things that happened during that time, it created a lot of shifts in me. It created at that moment, really a, a pivotal point of, of watching and observing people because in a, in a situation like that, here we were at the holiest day for the Jewish religion, for the Jewish heritage, for the Jewish people. And all of a sudden there's a war and there's upheaval. And as a kid, I was actually, at my elementary school with my sister and another neighbor. And we were, we went there for services. <laughs> we wanted to, you know, we're little kids, we wanted to experience services. And we were at the makeshift temple, which was just one of the rooms in, in the school. And we start walking home. And, and I, and we lived about three quarters of a mile or so or, or maybe a little bit more, but you know, for kids, it seems like it was 10 miles away from school. And, and, and as you say, it was, up, it was an uphill climb each way, on both ways. But we start, we start climbing up the hill, and then in, the, in about a third of the way, there's a siren at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday, where a day, which, which for those that don't know, because of the fact that it's a high holy day, the whole country is in observance. So there's no vehicles, there's no transportation, public transport, nothing. So it was silent. And then this screeching siren that, that goes through the air at two o'clock. And we look at, you know, I have my little sister with me and my neighbor who was a couple of years older, and we have no idea what to do. So we, we had a, a neighbor, somebody, there was somebody there on the way, and they just said to us, hey, you, where were you? Just go back to the school. So we run back down the, the hill to the school, and at the school when we get there, they ask us, where, you know, where are your parents? And we said, oh, they're at home. Oh, no, 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 you have to go home. So we start, I grab my little sister by the hand, and we're running uphill for like three quarters of a mile until we get home, and and we get there and i remember you know the all the neighbors there were about 26 apartments in the in the building and everybody's in one bomb shelter and and the kids were all sitting in a circle on the floor and and they just told us it's it's a war yikes and i remember thinking hey you know, if, if, if God was like such a, a powerful presence, why was there a war for, for the Jewish people on the highest, holiest day? Mm. And I'm watching people around me and, and, you know, some are calm, some are not. 
but it really got me into a mode, Marie, that, that I started thinking about life and responses in, in a different way. And throughout my life, you know, that, you know, that was the first experience, you know, and, and, it, and it was very different from what we talk about. Like we talk about today, we talk about the fact that we're in sight of an invisible enemy. We're in a war. You know, we had visible hostile people that wanted us dead. Here, here we're, we're looking and dealing with something that we don't necessarily know, we can't really measure, there's a lot of unknowns. And that's where a lot of the challenges come from because people don't know how to cope with an unknown. They don't have systems in place, they don't have mechanisms, they just have fear. So that whole childhood experience, like you said, kind of forced you to wake up and choose to look at life in a different way. And then I would imagine you picked up more steam on that whole thought process and maybe created that strategy then as you moved forward with your chiropractic practice and competitive dancing has a whole nother aspect of, of absolutely. Absolutely. One of the things, you know, that was the first war. I grew up in, in a situation where there were terror attacks on a regular basis, or you go down to the bus stop and there is a suspect, uh, um, suspicious object or briefcase or backpack, you know, and, and, and with bombs or, or, or not. And, and it's constantly living under those, under those circumstances. You have to learn how to adapt or you won't survive. Mm -hmm. So that's bringing us to your strategy. You have tailor-made and created a strategy to help folks decide how they're going to cope moving forward. Yes. The first step, the first step is, first of all, is the acceptance. You know, it, the bottom line is the circumstances that are in our life are the things that, that we have that we cannot change. The fact that we're dealing with a crisis right now is something that cannot be ignored. It's not necessarily something to blow out of proportion or over worry about or occupy your mind 24 seven. It's understanding the fact that it is here. How do I build mechanisms to cope and adapt with it, adapt to the situation? So, so the truth is that whenever there's a situation like this, you might be in a situation where you're feeling lost, where you're feeling challenged, where, you, where you're grieving. Those are all normal emotions when there's, when there's a, a change, a challenge, a crisis. So accept them. That's accept the, the fact that you're feeling your emotions. And that's the flip of our natural tendency, right? We especially if we are strong independent individuals we we want to deny we don't want to accept we want to deny that that's the case or the feeling um, but just accepting it like you said i think sets you up then to adapt to move forward absolutely because the, the first thing is if you can accept the status quo and you can start calming yourself down emotionally then you can start looking around at your environment and, and look for ways to deal and cope. That's that whole brain physiology 101, isn't it? How the, the brain feels, reacts, feels, reacts, feels, reacts. Emotions, it's the fight or flight action. mechanism. Yep, we're wired from caveman days. <laughs> 
So talk to us a little bit more about the adapt stage. So once we've accepted what's going on. How well, we the adaptation phase is what we talk about is the is really dealing with the, the fight or flight and learning how to move from reaction to response. During fight or flight, we go into neurologically, we go into what's called the amygdala hijack, which means your survival mode, your primitive brain, will go into a phase where we go into fight or flight, we resist the situation, but we want to deal with, uh, with certain survival mechanisms. So the first thing in the adaptation is bringing yourself to a place of uh, quietude. So it could be, excuse me, it could be something simple as doing some breath work. Mm. You know, when, when people get stressed, when they get panicky, they start hyperventilating. I have, um, it's, it's in, it's in the power conversations in the book. It's actually, it's actually um, in my, uh, on my website, I actually created a giveaway. Yeah, I, I love I, it. I gift, giftaways. Yep where it's, it's teaching a breathing exercise and it's really very essential because what happens when neurologically, when we go into a state of fear, then not only our brain changes the way, the way we feel, but what, but what happens is physiologically the body will change. So blood will pool into the extremities because it's the tendency to run away and, and you wanna create energy. But what also happens is you can also, when it's extreme, you can freeze. So it's really important to allow your body to oxygenate properly. So a breath work where you're going, you're breathing through your nose, taking four deep breaths, holding the breath for a count of four, and then breathing out of your mouth for a count of four, allows you to not only stabilize the rhythm in your body, but it also allows your muscles to receive the proper oxygen and moving the nutrients into the muscles to allow yourself to calm down and allow your muscular system to relax. That's the first thing. Now, on, on an extended basis where you might be in a situation where every time you think about, like, about the situation, you, you just move into panic or fear mode, then you have to work on your mindset. You have to work on your mindset. You know, they, they talk specifically about, you know, we have the serenity pair, right? Mm -hmm. God grant me to the serenity. It, really, the, the system, in a way, is very similar to the concept of the serenity prayer. The strategy talks about, uh, about being able to accept and adapt and then change, because it depends on what state I'm at first so that I can create the change. Serenity prayer is not very different. You know, God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. You know, the, the, change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. There you go. The wisdom to know the difference pops up in the level where we talk about adaptation. Because if I can adapt to the situation, and, and I'm not about the people that are talking about the new norm. By the way, this is not the new norm, what we're going through right now, because it's constantly changing and evolving, and there are plenty of unknowns. And the reason why people are afraid is because so many people are afraid of unknowns because they don't know what's gonna happen. They don't have a plan. 
So one of the things that I say, say to people that are stuck in that place and don't know how to adapt is take a sheet of paper out and, and put down all the scenarios that you think could potentially happen and start crafting solutions. What is the worst case scenario? You know, the worst case scenario is always for people in a situation like this, especially with, with, um, with, the, with the viruses, that they will end up in the hospital and they will die. Well, when you're looking at accepting, also I would say look at true percentages. Yeah. Look at true percentages. Do not, do not by any means cave in to the hype of the media and the people that are embedded with fear. You know, the, the, the truth is when you look at the numbers, we're not looking at 70% of the population that is dying. Right. Okay. And, you know, I, I have a really interesting, I had an experience years ago, I had a car accident. And I, I ended up with a with a break in, in my forearm. I was in my chiropractic practice and I'm in the hospital and the surgeon comes up to me and he says, you know, we're going to have to do surgery for the arm in order to repair. Uh, both bones were broken. It was, it, it nearly punctured the skin. It was, it was bad. And of course, here I have my profession. I don't know what's going to happen. And the surgeon says, you know, we're going to have to do surgery and then we're going to put you on uh, antibiotics. Now I come from natural healthcare. I also come from a, a personal belief system that is very holistic and I don't do drugs. I don't take drugs. I don't take, I don't even take aspirin or anything like that. So I said to him, I said, I don't do drugs. And he goes, well, then I don't do surgery. Now, mind you, I was not having a nose job or, or any <laughs> type of cosmetic thing. This was not elective. I had a 45 degree angle in the middle of my right arm. So I said, I said, okay, well, how many rounds of antibiotics? He goes, six. I go, one. He goes, three. <laughs> it was like we were in the flea market. <laughs> now, now, here's the situation, though. I agreed to, I agreed to three. You know, I made my compromise. And then I said, you know, by the way, what are you know what's the what's the actual percentage of of risk he goes oh if you do, if you don't do the antibiotics you're doubling your risk now that sounds really scary doesn't it yes i asked him one more question what's the risk percentage i said david dr david what's the actual percentage sure and the actual percentage marie moved from if I did not do the antibiotics, it would have been 99% that nothing's going to happen. If I took the antibiotics, it's 99.5% that nothing's going to happen. Wow. That 50% of increasing a risk was moving the needle half of a percentage. Mm. But it's double. It's going from 0 to 50%. Mm. So it's going from 50% of, you know, no issue to 100% of an issue, 1% of the entire thing. Wow. 
So my point is, I should have asked that in advance because the results would have been different because I already agreed. But my point is, we have to ask better questions. And that's also part of adapting and being able to advance. So there are, as you know, as, as humans, there are plenty of things that we can even do that go beyond the, the typical aspects of washing our hands and maintaining distance. The most important thing in my mind, coming from my background as a healthcare provider, knowing the effects of emotion on our nerve system and on our immune system is to stop the panic. Yes, and that applies in business and in personal life because we Absolutely. use our brain in both settings. <laughs> so so all, all proper decisions come from a situation when you are anchored, when you're thinking logically. Absolutely. Going back to the fight or flight and the adaptation stage is bringing yourself to a space where you can restore your calm center and think logically because emotion and logic, when emotion goes up, logic goes down. So whatever it is that you need to do to center yourself, you know, when I say meditation and people look at me like, well, I can't just sit cross-legged and go, um, no, you don't have to. <laughs> There's so many ways, so many different ways to meditate. It's ridiculous. You know, if you're somebody that needs to, uh, here we are, we're approaching summer. There's certain people in places that have swimming pools. Get in a pool and put on your, your goggles and, and just swim laps and be in the quietude. That's a form of meditation. You're a runner go out and run. If you're someone that, that needs to, you know, I, I sat the other day, I have an adult coloring book and markers. And I put on something soothing, something, you know, some music, and I just sat and colored because I needed to change my mindset. Whatever it is that puts you in a quiet space that allows you to get out of the stinking thinking. <laughs> Very well put. So this whole, um, what are we calling this strategy? This three-step accept, adapt, advance. Advance. You cannot get to phase three unless you go through the first two. And, and, and not to say that people can't make steps forward, but are you taking the right steps? And you talk are more, you oh, I'm sorry. So as an example, Many, many of us are dealing with a situation where we are not able to work to full capacity. Some businesses are actually flourishing right now and, and are expanding. For those of us, you know, yourself, myself, I, I'm, I'm a, mostly I do my work on the road. I'm a speaker. And primarily as a speaker, I go in front of large crowds, audiences on airplanes, in hotels. That has been shut down. Now, what do I do during that time? Number one, I look at what opportunities can I create in my life right now. And here's, here's a thought. So often we're in situations, especially if entrepreneurs, where we're working in the business, we don't have the opportunity to work on the business. Right. I am working on the business. We're about to unveil a brand new website. I have gotten a brand new 
um, CRM, you know, a, a um, software that I've, I've put my lists on there and I'm organizing, I'm, you know, I've got everything in order. We're revamping marketing campaigns. I'm creating new, I've been writing like a frenzy, sending out, I'm doing service for my old clients and even for new clients. I've written some of the stuff that we're talking about right now exists in article forms and I've been publishing that and I've been sending that and gifting that to my clients so they can share that and support their team members, their workers, their employees. So you have walked the talk, you have accepted, you have adapted, and now you are advancing with those adaptations. Absolutely, because first of all, I, I believe that there's nothing in life, if you want to be a leader and, and as someone who, who trains companies and, and individuals on leadership, if I don't walk my talk, then what am I doing? Tell us more about your book, The Power Conversations, and where business leaders or individuals can get that and dive deeper into this uh, three-step strategy that obviously is, is really beneficial. So as I was showing, as, as, this, it keeps on appearing and disappearing in, in the light here. Um, I love the journey of having written that book, and it's first in the series of the of the triad. There's uh, I've got a partial manuscript that I'm working on on the leadership book, and a partial manuscript on the the lifestyle. the The lifestyle one was actually the one that that was easiest. It came from the 24 years in private practice as a family and sports chiropractor. So there are a tremendous amount of lifestyle and health tips. And funny enough, because of the fact that I think that there's so many of them and gathering the 50 to 60 ones that I wanted is the part that took me, that's, that's taking longer. But uh, I would say another one of the gifts of growing up in Israel was the fact that I was put in, a, in an environment that I, I didn't know the language, I didn't know the customs, I didn't know I had to learn how to relate. I had to learn how to relate to people differently. So communication became very essential for me. And being that Israel also, very much like parts of the US, is such a melting pot for people from all over the world, I started diving into languaging and communication and how, and how people interact and, and their habits. So that had become for years a passion of mine. And I realized that there are certain things that whether I can use words or not, they're gonna be universal. And those are some of the things that really help us create connections with people. And ultimately, no matter what we're doing, whether we're looking to sell something, whether we're looking to uh, uh, educate and, and uh, raise children, whether we're looking to relate to other human beings, communication is the essential key. So having not only positive, healthy communication skills, but habits make a difference and can help us create cultures and build build connections with other human beings. So the first book that came out of the series 
and, and interesting enough, I, I wrote that book. I had material from some programs that I was delivering on, uh, I called it the secret language of success because it was all about our communication. I wrote the book in two and a half weeks. You I just sat, down, mm -hmm. just sat down, buckled up down, and just knocked it out in two and a half weeks. Wow. And it is a, it, it's got, um, it's got 67 tips. Just as an example, if I, if I open up, I, I've got uh, a tip that talks about how to have a negotiation. You know, it's, it's practical things. You know, how do we reach? And negotiation can be both in business and personally. But it's, it's how do you negotiate? You got to first reach a common, a common ground. It's about, even negotiation is about building relationships. Uh, a tip that, uh, number 44 is remember my name. Well, what's important in a name is, is when you relate to people, they always say the sweetest sound to someone's ears is the sound of their name. You want to connect and relate to somebody, make sure you remember their name. Make sure that you tell them, you know, let them know that you've heard them and, and that you're connecting with them on that level. You're building relationships, you're building rapport that way. So, so what's cool about the book is the fact that it's very quick, easy tips, 67 on them. There's a couple of bonuses that I offer in the book. There's a, an, a, person, a little mini personality assessment that they can go to the website and take. Um, there are things on how to walk into a room and create a positive impression from the first minute. Truly power conversation tips. And so I think your book is extremely uh, appropriately titled. Our listeners, again, whether they're business leaders, business owners, or individuals, there is so much here. I, I know when I went to your website, which by the way, listeners, is drjacobson.com. She has that uh, breathing PDF, great tool, great walk you through single sheets, the downloadable uh, ebook, and then now this power conversations, there's something there for, for everyone. Such a chock full of information and how to contact you and connect with you and take advantage of all that you offer. I can't thank you enough, uh, Karen, for being with us and for sharing some especially timely communication tips. Your strategy is obviously uh, influential and impactful, and we're all lucky that you are going to keep doing what you're doing. Well, thank you. And, and if I can just share one more thing yeah. for, for people, you know, the important thing to know is there are times when there's crisis where it's an individual crisis. And while throughout this world global pandemic, every individual situation is individual, everyone around you is still experiencing some type of challenge. The beauty in what I'm seeing, and, and I, and as I was sharing with you, I just came back from a, from a workout outdoors, and I'm watching people do the things that, believe it or not, things that I saw growing up in Israel, and that that you know people are sitting and they're keeping their social distance, but they're sitting outside on the lawn picnicking, having conversations. They have put the phone down. They're learning how to relate to each other. There are people, we were talking about this the other day that there were tons of people on the path with rollerblades. Oh. You know, I'm like, I should go dig mine out of the closet. I haven't used them in years, but, 
but the thing is we're, we're getting back you know there's a blessing in the fact that even with the 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 home shelter and, and being away from work people are with their family they're having family dinners we are learning to relate better to each other again and that is going to take people forward and that's going to help us advance to a different you know the new normal is not what we see today it's not what's going to be tomorrow it's going to be something that's going to continuously evolve but remember there are people out there i've seen so many acts of kindness just know that this will pass ultimately and people around you are in the same situation that's your support system that's your support system and find the right support system for you to help you cope and go through this and apply the strategy perfect advice to round out our conversation thank you so much karen Thanks for listening to this episode of Mind Money Motion, where we shared how to worry less about money by taking care of our mind and body. You can find this podcast, past episodes, and related tools and resources at mindmoneymotion.com or find us on Facebook. You can also check out this and other great podcasts at csuitenetwork.com. Please join us next time for Less Worry, More Life. I'm Marie Burns. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.